The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. It started with Peggy, someone with Alzheimer's who never knew my name and who I companioned at her nursing home residence for 22 years. Her influence in my life and the values I received from growing up with grandparents living in our home are the guiding forces in my love and advocacy for the Alzheimer's population. I am a newspaper columnist for The Advocate in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and the author of What My Grandchildren Taught Me About Alzheimer's Disease. And now, I'm launching a podcast. Hi, you're listening to Dana Torito, The Memory Whisperer. Join me in these podcasts as we engage in thoughtful conversations about Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. Over 11 million Americans provide unpaid care for people with Alzheimer's or other dementias. In 2022 alone, unpaid caregivers provided an estimated 18 billion hours of care valued at $339.5 billion. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's or other related dementias, and by 2050, this number is projected to be 13 million. Talking today about male caregivers, they're a demographically diverse group. They will do whatever is necessary for those in their care. But when we think about a caregiver for someone with dementia, a picture of a woman normally comes to mind for most of us. After all, approximately two-thirds of caregivers are female. But what about the other third? What do we know about men who find themselves in this caregiving role? Today, I'm happy to welcome a male caregiver, Mr. Bo Bienvenu, who lives in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He's 78 years old, a Navy veteran, and a Louisiana State University alum. Go Tigers! (laughs) Bo retired from GEO Heat Exchangers and Field Service and is past president of the Baton Rouge chapter of the Cajun French Music Association and a past Eucharistic minister and lector at St. John the Evangelist Church in Prairieville, Louisiana. Bo has been married to Maddie Bruyette Bienvenue for 56 years and has been her caregiver for five years and counting, (laughs) 
including the last year completely full-time. So I'm so happy to have you here with me, Bo. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you interviewing me. Can you share your story, Bo, with our listeners? When did you first start to notice some deficits with, with Maddie? We started to notice something probably in 2017, and it got uh, progressively worse to the point where in 2019 we were concerned enough to go see a neurologist. And at that point, uh, he kind of blew it off and, and uh, didn't take it very seriously. So we just let things progress until a point that they got uh, really bad and uh, got a formal diagnosis in, uh, in 2020, I believe. It's been uh, one of the more difficult things that I've ever faced in my life. Uh, you never know what's coming. I'm the type of person who likes to be able to take care of whatever shows up. And when you don't know what's coming and don't know how to handle it, it uh, I, find, I found it much more stressful earlier than I do today. I do a better job today now that I've learned some things uh, than I did before. But it's been a very stressful uh, and at the same time, a very rewarding experience. Do you see there's a difference in the male caregiving role and a female caregiving role? I don't know that there would be because I think it requires uh, paying close attention to the needs of the person, uh, to the needy person and and responding uh, in in an appropriate manner. So I think from that perspective, the the role would be similar. Uh, And outside of that, I, I don't know what I'd do differently than what she would do if our roles were reversed. So it's typical for males, kind of, they want to fix stuff. Was your was that your first inclination when Maddie was diagnosed? You wanted to fix her disease or something like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I wanted to help her go through a logical uh, sequence of, of uh, events when it came time to make decisions and think about things clearly and didn't understand why uh, that wasn't happening and that wasn't possible. So that was very frustrating for me. And uh I'm one of the fixers. You know, I was born and raised to fix and not being able to do that uh, has been a real challenge for me. So what is your biggest challenge like right now with her care? Well, we have more than just the one issue. She has chronic back pain, uh, which limits her mobility severely. She can uh, have very much trouble walking, can't walk on her own right now. So we have the combination of that plus the dementia and dealing with the two of them together is, is uh, probably a big challenge. I think either one by themselves would almost be like going to Disneyland compared to what we're doing right now. Well, tell us a little bit about Maddie. What What is she like? She is uh, an absolutely wonderful person. She, she, uh, when I met her 56 or probably 60 years ago, uh, I was completely smitten. Uh, she graduated from the original Our Lady of the Lake Nursing School and she was a registered nurse did hospital work, did home health work, did hospice work, uh, did uh, patient, um, I don't know what you call it, uh, patient assessment and uh, things like that. But her, her whole life has been focused on care of other people. Uh, she did a wonderful job with our two boys and, uh, and did an incredible job putting up with all of my garbage over all of the years. Uh, I didn't deserve to still have her, but I'm sure glad I do. Do you consider, I mean, did it hit you after she was diagnosed that you were going to be a caregiver? There was never any doubt in my mind that I would be her caregiver. Uh, like I told her, we, uh, we almost ought to be happy about this because we signed up for better or worse, sickness and health, richer or poorer, and we've been through everything but richer, so that's got to be right around the corner. Oh, 
Wow. Wow. So do, have you had difficulty um, asking for help or enlisting help during her care? I'm, I'm not a big uh, person. I'm not a big help asker. Uh, that's one of my, one of my core character defects is not asking for help. I feel like I ought to be able to do everything for myself. So for the first few years, uh, I just refused to do that. I had people offer and I never took them up on it. And uh, we got to the point where it was absolutely necessary. And now we have a sitter in the house three days a week for five hours a day. So I can do my doctor's appointments, get out and run the errands I have to do, and then periodically go visit with some friends. Have the resources been available to you to help you through your journey? Absolutely. Uh, I got some, uh, in, I got some uh, resources through Ascension Parish Council on Aging. I've gotten some uh, information from the Alzheimer's Association in Baton Rouge. I've read uh, your book in the 36-hour day plus two other books, all of which helped me immensely and each one differently. And I would strongly recommend to anyone else they get as educated as possible about their specific situation. That's great. Um, so many caregivers, that's kind of the last thing they do to get educated, but really it should be the first thing they should do to get educated so they can better manage the disease. Yeah, uh, just learning what's going on and, and finally coming to an understanding of how that progresses and, and how it causes uh, the person to behave and act has helped me a tremendous amount with the uh, being a, trying to be able to remain calm and, and uh, empathetic and, and, care, and compassionate all at the same time, which I had a difficulty with earlier. So when you have your paid assistants, your paid caregivers at home, are you allow? I mean, are you giving yourself the attention you need with self care? Are you just running errands and doing the things you need to do? I mostly run errands, but I got a couple old friends that are also uh, kind of disabled, and we used to get together every two weeks. And now I use that opportunity to get together with them, and uh, we have a, a lunch together probably once a month now. Uh, and I hadn't been able to do anything like that. And I've made a, a couple of runs to visit uh, family members also. So I'm branching out more now than I was initially. Initially, I was nervous about it. And as I became more comfortable, I started doing more things for myself. How important is that support outside of your caregiving? How important is that support system for you? I think it's been uh, critical. Uh, and I wish I had uh, had enough sense to take advantage of it earlier. I think it benefits both of us, actually. Uh, because it gives her an opportunity to see a different face and, and have a discussion with somebody else. Uh, one of my, besides being a fixer, I'm not a chit chatter. So it leaves us with a lot of downtime from a communication standpoint. And that's been helpful to Maddie as well, to have somebody who, who she can talk to uh, more so than she can just sit down and talk to me during the day. It's almost here. The NYX anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. 
So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know, they, they say women are more prone to depression as caregivers, but men also experience that too. And are you really down days? What, what kind of coping mechanisms do you have to, to maintain your sense of self? The, uh, you know, one of the things I do every day is I ask God to give me what I need to handle whatever comes my way that day. Uh, and there's no doubt in my mind I get that. So when I get into that position, I try to go back and remember that for me, it's an inconvenience and for her, it's a problem. And the thing that I can do the best is be there to make her situation a little bit more bearable and a little bit better. And when that works and I get a favorable response and the reward at that moment is greater than all the frustrations I face. And it gives me uh, what I need to continue going forward. Oh, that's so beautifully said. You can tell y'all, y'all are so bonded through your 60 years of knowing each other. Um, You're so loyal and and dedicated to her. Do you ever feel like giving up? Uh, There've been a few times, but uh, it's something that I, you know, you, if you, I think if your foundation is love and faith, then giving up is not an option. I I was never one to believe in giving up and never want to turn my back on somebody in need, especially somebody in my family. And uh, that's never been a serious consideration. It's been more of a, a, a feeling of frustration, but never a serious consideration. Mm-hmm. And how have you managed it with, with your sons? Do y'all talk about her condition or do y'all support each other? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he knows everything that's going on. 
uh, we text back and forth, and then he comes over to visit every week. You know, he, he, so he's seen the progression, not on a daily basis, but on a weekly basis. And uh, he's offered whatever support he's been able to give. He still works full time. Uh, so that's been uh, sparse, but it hasn't been needed. And when it has been needed, he's, he's uh, solid as a rock. He'll be here. That's wonderful. So have you made any like long range decisions about her care or what's coming down the pike? Or do you feel like you want to keep her at home as long as possible? I, I definitely want to stay home as long as possible. I've, uh, I've visited several places and gotten information from others so that when the time comes, I'll have the information I need to make what I think is the best decision at the time. Uh, but right now, this is where it feels best. What is your favorite thing to do together now? We, we talk about old times and, and try to think about some funny things where we can both laugh and enjoy those. And uh, we watch foolishness on TV that, uh, that we can <laughs> talk about, you know, just anything that can give us a little levity and make us laugh. We laugh every day, regardless of the situations. Every day we find something we can laugh about and we can talk together about. Does she recognize you most days? Every, at some point every day, but not all day every day. And, and uh, it seems like the memory shifts happen faster uh, now than they did before. Initially, it was uh, whatever, where, whether I was recognized or not recognized, it would last for hours. And then all of a sudden there would be a change. Now it can be down to minutes, uh, flip back and forth. So uh, at some point in the first time I was devastated, I cried like a baby. Uh, and, and then as it became more frequent and I learned more than I understood more, um, and that link you sent me to that video about a trip back in time, that was really critical for me to view and understand. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so all that of that. That was by Dr. Chris Johnson, in case anybody wants to look that up. But um, so you, you found a better way to cope when she doesn't recognize you? Uh, but what I've been able to do is maintain a calm demeanor. So even when she doesn't recognize me, I think she recognizes a familiar face that she's comfortable with. Uh, early on, we had some pretty tense moments where she didn't want me in the house, didn't know who I was, and that hasn't happened over the last six or eight months. So I think the comfort feeling with me, whether I'm recognized or not recognized, and the fact that I'm a safe person and I'm going to do whatever I can to help is needed. I know um, Alzheimer's and dementia affects each person uniquely, but what are what are, what have you found works when Maddie gets um, anxious or agitated? What works for you? The only thing that works, uh, and I don't know that it works, uh, the thing that seems to, to uh, give the best results is to ask as many questions as possible in a calm manner and try and answer in a way that's not threatening or, or not ugly or, or um, negative. Uh, and, and that just changes from situation to situation. Most frequently, it's, uh, it's the afternoon, you know, the sundowner thing, and it's about going home to a place that no longer exists. Uh, there's no definition of where that is, but there's a strong desire to get up and go. You know, so we get up and walk around the house and look at things and talk a little bit and hope, hope it passes. Some days it does. Some days it doesn't. You know, those are difficult times still. How do you have that patience? Well, I told her that uh, she asked me that question, that very same question. <laughs> and I told her that when we're born, we're given a certain amount of patience. And I hadn't used any of mine up, so I still have it all left. <laughs> well, that's a good answer. <laughs> uh, but, but in reality, uh, it's a combination. You know, it's, it's faith and love. And I ask for what, I've been, what I need to, to do what needs to be done. 
in, in, in the times when I get surprised with things I didn't expect uh, and feel an initial frustration, then that, uh, that grace comes to me. And, and most of the time I'm able to accept it and, and behave appropriately. Sometimes I'm not too proud of myself, but uh, I'd like to be able to do it right all the time, but I don't. What has your faith? It's almost here. The NYX anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Meant to you during this time of caregiving? I don't know how you could make it without it. You know, one one of the things uh, I have to I laugh at myself sometimes because one of the things I heard you know, when I do my daily prayers, one of the things I say is, "Whatever you have in store for me today, I would like to be part of." And one of the things I learned a long time ago is that when you pray, don't lie. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure when I say that I'm not lying, but you know, <laughs> that was asking for whatever I need. Uh, and, and being open to receiving whatever comes to me 
at the time to say or a way to behave that I wouldn't necessarily do on my own. And I believe that, that I'm getting what I asked for on those t- at those times. Hmm. Are you ever fearful? Yes. Yeah. Does I'm, that I'm, cause anxiety? Well, because of the, uh, the mobility problems, uh, we've had a lot of falls. One just a week ago, Wednesday, uh, that resulted in a black eye and a badly bruised wrist and almost had to make another run to the emergency room. Uh, so, you know, so the fall thing is always a fear and then, uh, not knowing how the progression is going to work and, and how I'll be able to react to it and maintain that calm and that trust and all of that is a, uh, I don't know if it's more of a fear or concern, but it's a big unknown and I don't have an answer for it. And I just have to trust that I'll be given what I need as the time progresses. What has this whole caregiving experience taught you? It's taught me, you know, one of the things I get asked uh, about is, is how I feel about giving up all of my freedom. And it's taught me the difference between selfishness and service. And a lot of the stuff that I considered freedom in the past was really, I was just really being a slave to selfishness. And I found out the true freedom is a choice to put what you want to do aside and and make the choice to help somebody out who needs it more. So I don't feel like I've lost my freedom. I feel like I'm exercising it more and in a different way. Your sacrifices are what? My sacrifices, uh, if, and I don't know that that's the right word, but if if it is my sacrifices is giving up the things that I used to do that were, that were fun to do, uh, in order to take care of of somebody that I love and who needs the help, you know? So, uh, is that a sacrifice? I don't know if it's a sacrifice, but it's a change in behavior for someone else's benefit instead of mine, you know, and that's, when that's a free choice, then I think that's true freedom being expressed. If you could give one piece of advice or one pearl of wisdom to others who find themselves in the same situation as you, what would you tell caregivers? I would tell them to to lean very, very strongly on their faith. And if they don't have faith, then find some sort of spiritual comfort that that they can uh, relate to that'll give them the strength they need to go through the situation uh, and mostly to be able to maintain calm and patience and understanding. Those are the most critical things that I've had to exercise that are not in my, my nature. You know, I, I, I normally react instead of pause and think of the proper response. And I've learned to do a better job of pausing before I respond. So whatever the people would need to be able to, to pause before they respond inappropriately and maintain that calmness and compassion and understanding would be the most critical thing. And, and I got some of that from most of that from reading. And I would recommend the 36 hour day, uh, naturally, your book sure. has some information that I've not seen anywhere else. It was very helpful to me because my patient is a spouse. I read a book called My Two Elaines from the governor of Wisconsin or somewhere, Michigan. But anyway, it was wonderful. And then another book called Meet Me Where I Am, which was the latest one I read, which I think is really critical for people to understand. I read a book a long time ago by Stephen Covey, and it said Uh between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our choice to choose our response. And in our response lies our happiness. And, and I've tried well, to learn that, to learn that, to do that pause before I react inappropriately. 
Okay, you hear that all you caregivers and male caregivers to pause, to pause. Well, I so appreciate Bo Bienview being my guest today and offering his personal perspectives on the male caregiving experience. Um, we're closing now, but remember the motto and the journey, the, better, the more you know, the better to go. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at thememorywhisperer at gmail.com or go to my website, thememorywhisperer.com. Thank you both for being here today. And um, thank you most of all for being such a loving and compassionate caregiver for Maddie. Thank you. I appreciate that uh, affirmation and, and I need that type of stuff. And I was uh, happy to be here. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you for listening. The Memory Whisperer is a production of iHeartRadio and the Seneca Women Podcast Network. It's produced by me, Dana Torito, in honor of Peggy and all those affected by Alzheimer's disease. I offer a special thanks to my audio editor, Blake Longlinay, and to Michael Andrews, a person with dementia who gave me permission to use his beautiful flute music for this podcast. For more information or to reach me directly, head on over to my website, thememorywhisperer.com. And for those struggling with a diagnosis, remember my motto, the more you know, the better it'll go. Blessings. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.